Turn the lights down just a little bit. Oh, we got to have the sound. And you might want to repeat it. Blame Odie. Is there a mute button top right hand corner? I bet this never happened to him. In Peoria, Illinois on a Thursday night, did it? <laughs> That's all right. Uh, you guys know who he is. There he is up on the screen. Uh, he was uh, a, a wrestling superstar, but he gave it up, and now he's a Jesus superstar. <laughs> Give it up for Nakuna Cola! Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, come on. Let's try that again. Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. Jesus. The Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, I always say technology's great when it works, right? You know, it's a... Like, uh, you got something against the middle section here? Like, everybody's over here, and everybody's over here. You're all, like, squeezed in over there. You got all these seats here. I'm like, what's up with that? Look, the whole front row's open. I'm just, just teasing, kind of. <laughs> Technology's great when it works, though, isn't it? You know, but when it doesn't, it can be frustrating. Not a, not a big deal. You know, I have never seen that little video, that little action figure thing there. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, we, I, we do need to talk about that. I, uh, like, we'll make, be making some phone calls here. I'm like, hey, where's my royalty check? Just saying. <laughs> Getting nothing off of that. So thank you, Lord. Hey, Krispy Kreme donuts, Pat. I don't need M&Ms, but if you got some Krispy Kreme donuts next time, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Actually, I saw your booth up there. They had like a bunch of donuts. I almost grabbed one. I'm like, I was tempted. I overcame temptation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, and, and, and for those who, you know, if you would have saw the video clip, it would have been funny because, you know, in a sense, cause there, there's a couple of interviews and, and stuff I do in there. Some remember the wrestling career. Some don't remember it, you know. Uh, I, I always say if you're not impressed by anything, uh, you, you're at least got to be impressed by how well I've mastered the English language at this point, you know. I've come a long way from those days why I used to talk like this. He's a big man. But the old expression is the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Take a bump, take a bump. Uh, what a joy, what a privilege, what an honor to be back with you guys. It just really is. And uh, just love your heart and just love your, your love for the Lord. And 
And uh, I, I want to share just a couple prayer requests with you uh, before we really dive into a uh, a message here, and, and you may have saw the resource table outside. Uh, I, I would encourage you uh, and, and keep some of these things in prayer. Feel free to take one of these postcards sitting out on the table out there. The postcard promotes the, the Man, Up, Man Up radio show, podcast, now TV show uh, that I have, and the, the different ways you can connect with it, and the website, and link to social media, and all that kind of thing. Uh, the latest update I have is in, in two short years, the radio show, the podcast, has been downloaded now in 74 different countries. So praise God for that, right? Praise God for that. But I'm not satisfied with that. I'm like, uh, right out of the game, it's like, I want to I see over 100 countries where we're getting out the gospel message through interviews and all that sort of thing. So feel free. And then there's some radio stations on the back, and there's an app you could download for all that if you wanted to do that. But uh, if you would keep that in your in your prayers, and again, feel free to take one of those postcards off the table. Of course, uh, Man Up Show, there's a theme here. You know, we do a camp, Lex Luger. Pastor mentioned Lex Luger. Uh, we'll be together actually two weeks from today. Keep this in your prayers. We have another man camp uh, kicking off two weeks from today, and, and it is it is packed out from guys from five, six, seven different states that'll be driving in, flying in, they'll, they'll be coming in. Would uh, appreciate your prayers on that. If you're not familiar with that, if you'd like information on that, uh, there are a few flyers on the table as well. You know, feel free to take one of those one of those, those flyers to just learn a little bit more about that. There's websites you can connect with. And, and, and our goal, I'll just tell the ladies in the house, our goal with these camps, when the guys come, they carve out a few days of their life uh, and many men, you know, have never done this before or may never do it again. But but if they're willing to carve out a few days of their life and come and experience this down in, in Georgia where we do these, our goal, the vision God gave us, is to send these men home. Now, ladies, if this appeals to you, you might want to consider giving them your blessing. Our goal is to send them home through teaching and training and personal experience to be better equipped to be godly men, godly husbands, and godly fathers. Now, that appeals to you. <laughs> Amen. Standing ovation. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you. But for real, I mean, that, that's our, our goal. And there's so many amazing testimonies you'll see on the website if you go there. And, and for many men, I can't say all men. I, 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 I would not be uh, uh, truthful if I said every single man that comes but I can, I can say this, a good majority of men that come, it is, and I will just say this, life-changing for these men uh, who come. And uh, the testimonies year after year continue to, to come in. And so uh, pray about that for us. So two weeks from today, that, that kicks off. So please keep that in your, your prayers uh, as well. And uh, just excited about just all of what God is doing through Koloff for Christ Ministries, and I appreciate your support. And thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, just grateful for, for uh, whether it's just prayer support, financial support, however God leads and directs you. I will be out at the resource table. Last thing, I'll be out at the resource table after service, and uh, I've got some different resources out there. I've just got just a few CDs left with me and, and DVDs and things with testimonies and so. Uh, just some messages and two books out there, Nikita, A Tale of the Ring of Redemption, very recently updated 
So it's very current now uh, on Ring of Redemption. That's inspirational. And then motivational, wrestling with success. So if you need to be motivated or inspired or both, um, stop out there and, and just take a look at those books. And if you can sow into the ministry that way, can I just say thank you in advance for that? And and if you need some prayer, I'd be more than honored and ready out there to pray with you uh, as many people sometimes come to that resource table and, and, and would like some prayer. And so on that note, let's just pray one more time. Lord, we just uh, humble our hearts before you now. Whew, we just say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity as we've already it's already been said, and, and Lord, the amazing worship, just ushering your presence into this place this morning. Lord, that our hearts would be ready and prepared now, Lord, to receive the word, your word. Lord, and that this word today, and I can deliver the message, I pray, the way you gave it to me. Lord, that this word, Lord, would touch all of our hearts, that our hearts would be open to receive the word, our our eyes, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, that we would leave here today, God, different than how we came. That we wouldn't leave here the same. That our time here, our time spent here, would be well spent. Lord, we could leave here and make a difference for your kingdom and for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Uh, amen. One more, what, give it up for Jesus one more time. Come on. So I've got a lot of scripture for you this morning. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. Man, that's, uh, they sound pretty ready. You, you guys have done a good job. I'm telling you, you have, you have done well. They sound pretty ready. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got a lot of scripture, Lord, that's kind of impressed upon my heart. And, and this is really a, a brand new message the Lord just downloaded into my, my spirit. And, and it, I, I just, I love the Lord, how the Lord works. And, you know, words matter. And there's certain different words and things that are said. And, and uh, you know, the, the song earlier, you know, one thing that resonates over and over and over and over again that I've been sharing with all, all the guys that I minister to, whether it's at a conference or a camp or on, on, a, on a phone call or just a conversation face-to-face, -face, uh, uh, prayer requests that, as they come in through emails and text messages and phone calls, and is that the warfare is real. I mean, you, you figure that out, right? The warfare is real. There's a real enemy who hates you. <laughs> the fact that you're created in God's image does not please the enemy. And then if you have a heart to pursue a, a relationship with the Lord Jesus, that, that again does not make the enemy happy. I mean, anybody and everybody can say, oh, I'm a Christian, but you know, to really walk it out and live it out, that's a little more challenging than just to give lip service. To just give lip service, you know, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, well your, your, your actions don't really reflect that. <laughs> just saying. You know them by the fruit, right? And uh, while at the same time, so saying, and, and you know, you said real, you used the word real, real. Well, the message on my heart today is, is also real, 
And uh, and it's interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting word, real, because because what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about something that that's not spoke of a, a lot in, in many churches. Now in some, but but not in many in my experience. Now having traveled to, I, I, I've been to 30 different countries, all 50 states now. I've just stopped counting at, at the at 1,200. So I've ministered in tw- over 1,200 churches now. I just stopped counting at 1,200. Uh, I've ministered to an audience of one. The largest audience to date was in Jamaica, over 73,000. Uh, and so I've had the privilege, you know, of, uh, of sharing the good news in many different places. And and I want to share this, though, as I've been trying to really pay attention the last couple, three years and how things have really uh, accelerated and things are changing rapidly, rapidly. And, it, and it's, I'm convinced, not going back to the way it was, that things are going to continue to escalate and change. I anticipate it, and don't be discouraged by this. Jesus talked about this. I, I, I anticipate it getting darker, but I'm not, I'm not concerned about that because the darker it gets, in my experience, the greatest uh, uh, moves of God, the greatest awakenings, uh, the greatest revivals, all, all came out of some very dark ages, some very dark times uh, in, in, our, in our world. And so the darker it gets, that simply means you have the opportunity to be a bright and shining light, capital L, uh, a bright light. And so what I want to talk to you about is this. I want to say that uh, here's what else is real besides the warfare. Heaven is real and hell is real. Heaven is real and hell is real. And God wants you and I to understand this eternal reality. And all realities of life are found in the Bible. You know, whatever you're going through and walking in this place today, there are answers and solutions to your problem, to your trouble, to your trials, to your struggles right here in the Word of God. Now, we can gather together, and certainly other believers can pour into us, sow into us, you know, counsel us, you know, like these men of God do, and the ladies of God, first lady in the house, and, you know, and, and so there are others that, 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 that can counsel us as well, but ultimately, we can turn to the Word of God, which is at our fingertips any day and every day and all day. Heaven is real. Hell is real. God wants you and I to understand this eternal reality. So I'm going to share with you just briefly this morning four realities. Four realities I'm going to share with you this morning. And here's reality number one. Ready? Say, I'm ready. ready. All right, here's reality number one. God made you to love you and wants you to learn to love him back. God made you to love you. Let me show you some things in Scripture. I'm going to go to Psalm 139. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 13, and it says this, "For, For you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody received that this morning. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Now, we have a world that would like to convince you otherwise in a fallen world that you're, you're not wonderfully made, that you're a mistake, that, 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 that you need to be somebody else, that you need to be another gender because God made a mistake, right? But God said, God said, and the scriptures say, my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made as you wove me together. Marvelous are your works. Did you know you're marvelous? The way God made you, just the way he made you. You don't need another identity. You don't need to transform or change into somebody else. You're marvelous the way you are. The way he created you and formed you. You are marvelous according to his word. My soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Being yet unformed. Man, that, that right there, that his eyes saw your substance. His eyes saw you. He knew you. I'll show you this in another scripture. Before you were ever formed. That kind of takes the whole abortion issue off the table. Like really. Like as far as like oh they're just a blob of cells. They're just. No, 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 no. He knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. Before you ever went into the womb. And then when you go into the womb, now he's forming and fashioning you from day one in the womb. He's forming and he's fashioning you into his image. Into his image. Your book, in your book they were all written. The days were fashioned for me when I was, when, when, when as yet there was none of them. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. Let me go over to Jeremiah. I'll show you this in Jeremiah. Here's what he said to Jeremiah, and it applies to you and I. Just to reemphasize or drive the point home, he said this in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So if you're ever wondering, did he know me before the egg and the sperm ever came together in the womb, did he know me? The answer simply is yes. Yes, he knew you. He said right here, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. So he had a plan for you. He had a purpose for you. God made you to love you. Over in Romans, let me go over to Romans in chapter 8. Share something with you out of Romans chapter 8. Starting in verse 31, he said, what, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? See, he formed you and made you to love you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 38. 
For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Reality number one, God made you to love you. Go over to Ephesians and share what it says in Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 5. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ in himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Once you surrender your heart, your life to Jesus... You are now no longer an orphan out in this world just floundering. You are now adopted into the family of God. You're adopted into his family. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 says this, that Christ may, may dwell in, our, in your hearts. That Christ may dwell in your heart. See, this is not about the head your head knowledge. This is about the heart. It's about heart knowledge. It's about you making sure that you know that you know that you know down in the depths of who you are, down in the core, that you have opened your heart and received Christ into your heart. I'll show you this a little, little further here in a moment. And you received him, how? Through faith. It's by grace through faith. Go read Ephesians 2, chapter chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 sometime. It is by faith, through grace, that you receive the gift of salvation. Not, not of your works, like because you can't earn salvation. It's a gift and you just have to receive it. Receive the gift of salvation. By faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints... What is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge? See, that we're, t we're talking about the heart here. It's got it's to pass through just you gaining a lot of knowledge in your head. And it's got to transfer down to your heart. Heart knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Be filled with the fullness of God. God, reality number one, God made you to love you, and then he wants you to learn to love him back. I've had to learn this. I've had to learn this. In fact, I remember, I'll show you a, a little brief testimony. In, in March of 2006, I went to a camp. Now, I'm already 13 years into my journey with Jesus. I came to the Lord about 11 months after I left that wacky, crazy world of pro wrestling, found myself at an altar in a church about 11 months after I left wrestling, 17 October, 1993. I just dawned on me, I'm going to be celebrating a birthday this month. Thank you, Jesus. That birthday is way more important to me than my physical birth, just so you know. Like, really. Like, Luger and I, we celebrate, April 23rd for him, we celebrate those spiritual births. Because that's significant. More so than the physical birth. Right? But I surrendered my heart and life to Jesus, 1993, 
17 October, fast forward 13 years, I'm in pursuit of my relationship with him, and I, I, I'm at this camp in South Texas, and he, he says, I'll just share this, I don't always share this, I'll share this with you. I go out that morning, I'm going to spend a day out in the wilderness, man, just fasting and seeking the heart of God. And I get out there and I get kind of where I'm going and open up a few Bible verses just to kind of tee up the day. And, and the Lord asked me a question. Because what I was reading in there was like a little daily devotional kind of thing and it was about love. And and he says, he says hey, do you, you know why you have trouble loving other people and 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 I was like kind of taken aback by that to be honest with you I'm like and I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck I'm like Lord I think I'm doing pretty good you know but uh, obviously you asked the question um no I, I I guess I don't know why and he said this to me he spoke to my heart and he said he said because you and he emphasized he says because you don't know how to really, and he emphasized that word, how to really love me. Man, the floodgates open. I just started to weep. I'm, I'm like, man, Lord. And I just said, I responded, I said, Lord, then, then teach me. Teach me how to really love you. And you know what he said? He goes, I, I will. And as Nikita, as you learn how to really love me, then you're going to know how to really love other people. It was March 11th, 2006, that he spoke that to me. And he's been teaching me ever since how to really love him. So... That, that I can see you and meet you without even really honestly knowing you, but there's a different level of love in my heart where I can love you without even really knowing you now. God made you to love you and wants you and I to learn how to love him back. I'll go over the Old Testament for a moment and, and over to Deuteronomy because this is illustrated in Deuteronomy in chapter 6. He says, hear, O Israel, verse, verse 4, hear, O Israel, the Lord, your God, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. It's not about the head. Not about the head. It's about the Everybody say hearts. Everybody say hearts. It's about the heart. And these words I command you shall be in your heart. You shall teach them di diligently to your children. Teach them to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand. You shall have them as, as frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on 
your gates. Jesus was quoting this Old Testament passage in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. He emphasized them to all of them listening and, and essentially said this same thing. Now he added, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Like, in, in other words, every part of you. Let it encompass every part of you. I'll go back to Psalms here just for a second in chapter 5, uh, verse 11 and 12. But let all those who rejoice, who put their trust, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. So there's words like protection and covering us. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you shall surround him with a shield. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, church. And then rejoice. Rejoice! Those who put their trust in him can rejoice and, and, and even lift up a shout because he's going to defend and protect and cover us and bless those who are, are righteous with favor. He'll sh surround them with a shield. Shield of the Lord is going to surround you. Let me stay in Psalms. 36, chapter 36, Psalms 36, verse 5. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are, are a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Reality number one, God made you to love you and wants you to learn how to love him back. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Reality number one. Reality number two. You were made to last forever. You hear that, church? Reality number two, you were made to last forever. Ecclesiastes says this, chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Receive that for yourself. He's made everything beautiful in its time. And he has put eternity in their hearts. So here's good news. Every single person ever created by him, he, he's put this like, like he's put eternity in everyone's heart. And, and so what a lot of people do, what I've done in the past prior to my salvation, is I try to fill that void in my heart with everything but, but Jesus. I mean, just fill in the blank. There's lots of stuff you can fill the blank with. You know, whether it be drugs or alcohol or sex or pornography, uh, uh, material things, you know, the bling, 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 you know, like houses and cars and success and trophies and belts around their waist. And there's lots of things. But see, the only thing, the only thing that will fill that void 
is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. The other stuff might, and I say might, satisfy for a moment. But the only thing that will satisfy for eternity is a personal relationship with Jesus. You were made to last forever. He's put eternity in the heart of every single man, woman, and child. At some point in life, you, you might think or you might say something like I did back in October 1993. There has to be more to life than this. There has to be. I'm like, wait a minute. I've climbed the ladder of success in pro wrestling. I've acquired this level of, quote, fame in pro wrestling, right? Travel around, still occasionally run into folks who recognize this mug, you know. Hey, you look like, you know. I'm like, ah, I might be him, you know. Is that good or bad? You know, I like to qualify. Make sure I qualify that first. But I came to that point. Man, I, I leave wrestling and I'm, I'm on a journey and I'm like, man, there's got to be more than just this fame, you know, the, the roar of the crowd and all, this success that I've achieved. And then for me, that aha moment was that morning, 17 October 1993. I sat in a church service and heard and, and, and an invitation was given, Right? Uh, to, to open my heart and receive Christ into my life. It's not like I'd never heard of the story prior to that, because I had. Now, by the way, I didn't grow up in church, right? But that doesn't mean I didn't, had never heard the story, because I had. The story just never made the 18-inch trip from my head down to my heart. And, and, and listen to this. If you get nothing, listen to this. Understand this. You'll spend far more time on the other side of death than you will on this side of death. Oh, yeah. I mean, the psalmist wrote, you know, you might have 70 years, maybe 80, he said. I mean, if you're real fortunate, God extends you into your 90s maybe. Uh, I mean, at the most, about 100 typical in today's world, right? But that's like the blink of an eye when you compare it to the word forever <laughs> and words like eternity. See, some of us have trouble, struggles wrapping our head around. What's that really look like? What's forever really look like? But I can assure you this, forever forever, you'll spend more time on the other side than on this side. So 70, maybe 80, possibly 90, maybe 100 max. This life is preparation for life in eternity. Have you figured that out yet? This life's just preparation. Reality number one, God made you to love you and wants you to learn to love him back. Reality number two, you were made to last forever. Reality number three. God has prepared two eternal places. Anyone want to guess what they are? Heaven and hell. Everyone say heaven. Everyone say hell. He has prepared two eternal places. 
I'll show you this in scripture. Understand this, heaven is real. Again, sometimes we're like, what's that really look like? And, and, and that's homework for you to figure that out. If you want to go deeper into what heaven looks like, that's some homework for you. But I can tell you this, God's been preparing heaven since the foundation of the world. He illustrates this in scripture. Let me get over there. Let me go over to Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. Jesus said this. Listen to this. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For those who are Christ followers, for those who have surrendered their life to Jesus, and are now following in the footsteps of Jesus. He says, he, there will be a day we'll stand before him, every one of us, and to some he'll say, the king will say, the capital K, the king of kings, will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you, for you from the foundation of the world. Jesus also said this. Let me let me go over to uh, John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. Jesus said this. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he said, I go, listen to this, to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. And he goes on to say, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, and then guess what? I'm going to come back to get you. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Man, that's good news. That's really good news. Heaven is real. Heaven's real, pastors. Hey, but you know what? I'd be remiss if I didn't give you the other side, the flip side as well. Because hell is real as well. It, it, Jesus said this. I'm going to go back to Matthew. Let me get back there. Matthew chapter 25. I want you to understand what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. He said this. Now remember, what did he say to those on his right hand? What did he say? I'll just remind you. He said to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you from the foundation of the world. Now for those who reject God, or reject Jesus. Here's what he, here's the conversation he'll have with them. Then he'll say to those on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. In, in, in Matthew chapter, chapter 13, to further illustrate a point, 
he said this, chapter 13, verse, verse 41. The Son of Man will send out his angels. They'll gather up. They'll gather out of his, his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. And there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. It's a bit sobering to think about this, but it is real. Or Jesus wouldn't have talked about it if it wasn't real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Let me go over to Revelation chapter 20 to further drive home a point. Starting verse 12. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things that were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I want to encourage you and or challenge you at the very same time that before you would leave here today, make sure you know that you know that you know, like down deep in the core of who you are, that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you have surrendered your heart. That you've surrendered your life to him. Now I want to encourage you, if there's a question mark about your salvation at all, like, like answers like, I hope so, I believe so, I think so, those are the wrong answers. You should be able to confidently walk out of here today to say, I know so. That if something happened to me today, like if I left here today and choked on a burrito today, I'm with Jesus for eternity. Because there's no promise of tomorrow. <laughs> That's why you need to know that you know that you know today that your salvation is secure. Your relationship is secure in Christ. That by faith, through grace, you have received the gift of salvation. And that heaven is your home. And that heaven is where you have citizenship. And if you know somebody that has yet to make that decision, you make sure and pray for them, but the Lord may lead you to actually talk to them and say, hey, let me give you a clear illustration between heaven and hell and show you what's, what's really real. Make sure your name's in the book of life. Daniel the prophet, just a couple more scriptures for you. We'll go back over to the Old Testament, over to Daniel. Daniel the prophet, he wrote this in chapter 12, verse 2. He said this, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, in other words, in the grave, those who've already passed before us, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. 
some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. I looked up that word contempt. I'm like, give me a definition of that. Just very simple, very brief. Being disrespectful, being disobedient. In other words, just rejecting Jesus. Rejecting Jesus. He goes on to say, those who are wise shall shine. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Like the brightness of the firmament, those who turn many to righteousness, like the stars shall shine forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Did you catch what the prophet was saying there? Listen. Listen, let me repeat it because it's important. I don't want you to miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Those who turn many to righteousness shall shine like the stars forever and ever. Translation. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says this. He who wins souls is wise. Listen, church. Soul winning isn't just for these past, these men of God over here, or the evangelist who's in visiting you today. Soul winning is for each and every one of us. If you surrendered your life to the Lord, if that's your true, real testimony, and you have a relationship with Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, more homework, you go read it, you now have a ministry of reconciliation as well. You are now called to lead others. What what did the prophet Daniel say? Those who turn many to righteousness shall shine like the stars forever and ever. Wow. And then Jesus said, let me get back to the book of John. Jesus said this in chapter 5, starting starting verse 26. Let me get there. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And he's given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for this, the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. See, he's like talking, now he's like quoting Daniel here. He's like quoting the Old Testament here, Daniel. And he goes, and, and, and so all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. And those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I thought, give me a simple definition for condemnation. To punish or sentence as only a righteous judge would do. Those who reject God, those who reject Jesus will stand before him and receive their sentencing. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Worship team, you can Start making your way up here. I'm going to conclude. Wrap this up, put a bow on it here. Reality number one, God made you to love you and wants you to learn to love him back. Reality number one, 
Reality number two, you were made to last forever. The question that remains is where? Because that's reality number three. He's prepared two eternal places, heaven and hell. And understand, hell was originally created for Satan and his demons. You might say the fallen angels. That's who he originally created. That's how hell for. But the reality is, it's also, as we've seen illustrated in Scripture today, for anyone who chooses to rebel against God and reject God. So reality number four, you and I get to choose where we spend eternity. We, we, we get to choose. We go back to Deuteronomy, just chapter 30. Here's what Scripture says. Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. He says, therefore, choose life. I mean, there may be one here today or maybe one watching online, right? We've got an online audience. Thank you for tuning in and dialing in today. But my prayer prior to coming here, praying and fasting for this service today, is that there would not be one that would walk out of this place that has not chosen life and surrendered their heart and life to Jesus. He says, I set before you today life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life that both you and your descendants might live. See, by you making that decision, it doesn't just affect your life. It can affect generations. And he can, verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and your length of days. Somebody receive that today. Love him and obey him and cling to him for he is your life and your length of days. God wants you to choose life. He opened the door through Jesus. Go read Mark chapter 16, verse 16 sometime. Jesus said, I am the door. And whoever comes through that door, comes to me, will have eternal life. You're then guaranteed everlasting life when you genuinely put your faith and trust in Jesus. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for this 
time together, be able to celebrate and worship you as we did on the onset, Lord. But as we get ready to conclude this service today, Lord, before I would leave this platform, Lord, we want to, in a moment, turn it over to this worship team to and open up these altars that if there's someone here today that's never given their life to Jesus or, Lord, maybe they've wandered or drifted off the straight and narrow path and would be honest enough to say today, I need to get my heart back right with Jesus. Lord, we call it a recommitment. We call it a rededication. Lord, there'll be somebody here today, maybe somebody watching online, Lord, that they would pray just a simple prayer from their heart of hearts. Lord, no, no perfect prayer, no, no right or wrong prayer, just a simple prayer that would say, God, I recognize today that I'm a sinner, that I need Jesus, and I want to spend eternity in heaven, and that I open up my heart today to receive Christ, confess and repent of my sins. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. Somebody might pray that prayer, a prayer like that, even right now, Lord. But I pray that you'll bring conviction upon their heart to bring them to the altar where you can alter them at this altar. Whether it's a brand new believer in Christ, a recommitment, rededication, or something else that was said today, Lord, that they need to repent of or make a commitment to. Lord, we're just going to open up these altars here, give people the opportunity to come and be ministered to you uh, and by you why this worship team sings. And we'll give you all the honor and glory for every heart that's touched today, online, here in person. In Jesus' name, would you stand with me? Would you stand in Jesus' name? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.